Hello, everyone, and welcome to Subsegment, a show where we discuss all things queer, kinky, nerdy, and taboo. I'm one of your hosts, Irony. And I am Pop Noodles, your co-host, and I welcome you to Subsegment. Part of why I like this work is that I get to explore the unimaginably vast capacity humans have for sexual desire and eroticization. My job, ultimately, is to help people find pleasure. This quote is from an article titled Tech's Harsh Censorship of Porn is Hitting Very Close to Home by Dr. Valerie Weber. They have been working in porn since 2002 and dabbling in kink for about as long. She has an impressive resume involving several HIV, queer, and sex worker rights organizations, and she has just received her doctorate in community health. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Valerie Weber. Yay! (laughs) Welcome! Thank you for having me. Thank you for making time for us in your... Yes, (laughs) Jesus Christ, busy schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Always ready for some of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to introduce you a little bit, but because we've known each other for so long, um, (laughs) Dr. Weber and I have uh, known each other, I believe, since about 2009, um, working in various forms of sex workery Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and sex education as well. Um, Do you want to speak a little bit about your history in sex education? Uh, Sure. Um, Golly. So I uh, started doing like sex ed workshops and stuff. Um, I think it was in, it was during my undergrad uh, degree at Concordia. I was doing a course in, um, I think it was called like HIV aspects of the pandemic or something. And part of it was getting us involved in local community groups in Montreal. And I wound up at a place called uh, ACCM and we would do like sex ed workshops in high schools and um, community groups and things like that. And it sort of branched from there. Um, But before that is I had started working at the cam studio which <laughs> the unnamed undisclosed, <laughs> the undisclosed now defunct, yeah. i think defunct cam studio yes. i've been i worked at three different cam studios in montreal and um i don't think any of them survived uh, <laughs> actually i don't know if that's like i'm the bad omen or what but uh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah and definitely like i don't know about your your experience but i found camming always to be a very interesting uh opportunity of sex education (laughs) uh yeah like sex education meets like lying to people (laughs) i don't know (laughs) it's like the that finding that balance between like yeah i'm absolutely that slut but also let's talk about flared bases you know like (laughs) (laughs) trying to be hot but also like you know offer a few little helpful tips along the the way the banana isn't a good idea to use You know, the first time, did I tell you the story? The first time someone tried to fuck me with a banana and they, they peeled it. And I was oh like, my bro. God. That's <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> it was such a, it was a mess. And I, I can't look at banana puree. Um, I, I, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I digress. <laughs> okay. So it's probably not what you were thinking, though. No, but <laughs> that's a question. But but at the same time, uh, like just last week, there was a porno like that that oh, where yes. like a, a they were, yeah, there was a yeah. banana used, and I was just like, oh, 
Oh, no peel. Okay. No peel. No peel. No peel. Guys, you gotta keep the peel on. Which put put a peel on. Put a peel on. Put it back. <laughs> put, put it back. We don't want to see it. <laughs> oh goodness. So you know, little simple educational moments, just really <laughs> throughout the day with camming, um, and then you know, just like um, opportunities working in different types of uh, sex work organizing and and you know now I find like trying to use my academic work to both like uh, educate the the masses you know the mainstream masses where I can but also try to do research by and for the community that isn't necessarily prioritized in um, other research circles so yeah I kind of uh, try to try to weave all of my interests together wherever I can so that I'm always doing something that I that I like and care about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's must, awesome. That's very beautiful. But yeah. like, <laughs> <sighs> we, we don't have a lot of research in terms of uh, general just queer education and sex queer education. So mm -hmm. that's also very valuable, I find. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find there's such a lack of um, research around certain kinds of sex things, particularly like, um, a lot of whether it's uh, sex work or, or kink or whatever. Like, so my mm. dissertation research was looking at occupational health in porn production. And some of the things that uh, would come up along the way, I'd be like, oh, there just is no research on this. For example, a lot of there's a lot of anecdotal uh, evidence where people talk about, you know, using condoms for shooting porn, depending on the, the kind of porn you're shooting and how regularly you're shooting mm. it and under what conditions like that condoms cause these like micro abrasions that can be really like kind of um carpet burn on your holes <laughs> and like i looked for any kind of research like in the sort of uh, canonized peer-reviewed medical databases that could help uh support this because a lot of people have dismissed those uh complaints as like oh that's people are just making it up or that's you know that's the industry just trying to like exploit people or whatever and so trying to find like you know, clear data on some of these things is, is actually very difficult. Um, so, uh, you know, whether it's that kind of like biomedical stuff or thinking about, um, I have always wanted to know more about like the specific health risks of like scat um, or like different kinds of harm reduction for working around that kind of thing. Uh, and, you know, it's not like there's, you know, any NHS grants going out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's one thing I love about queer communities and kink communities and sex work communities is that, you know, we've always kind of generated our own research, kind of community-based research on these things yeah. and come up with harm reduction and other kinds of um, uh, work for one another on how to do, whether it's impact play or it's piss play or like whatever it is, like mm -hmm. that there's a kind of um, a degree of, uh, you know, renegade research that goes on in community but unfortunately in order to get that kind of research or that expertise acknowledged by other external bodies sometimes it's it's helpful to have you know something that went through an ethics board or something that's yes. been peer-reviewed or has some of those yeah. little markers of legitimacy that um, yeah. that it takes for people to take us seriously so yeah so I guess my goal is to start a <laughs> a research institute where we deal with a lot of like 
impact play and scat and piss. Does anyone <laughs> start? So I just finished. If anyone's out there with a postdoctoral grant, they want to <laughs> send my way. Um, but currently I, so I'm on the chair with an organization called PASS, which is a uh, performer availability screening services, which sort of um, helps manage performer health uh, in at least the, mm. the studio system of porn mm. production. And we're trying to branch out and be, um, you know, more uh, applicable to lots of other kinds of production. But, um, you know, those those kinds of institutions, I think, are are a place for us to to start to generate this this sort of work, find out what is it that people need to know research wise and, and what can we do to, to make that happen. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also the protection of those uh, performer that mm-hmm. are involved in this. So that's it's very important for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, like the research, uh, I, I love the idea that like, uh, well, I hate the idea that this research hasn't been done, but I love the idea that in the future that this could be somebody's literal <laughs> job, like, like hyper specific specifying uh, like scat related uh <laughs> sexual health like information because yeah it's information that like a lot of people need to be very mm-hmm. honest right like like i think it was like i'm not into scat play at all but the information between when i first heard about scat play and when when i first heard anything about like protecting your stomach first mm-hmm. was like like a six-year difference right wow yeah. And like, and, and learning that people do protect their stomachs ahead of time with like yogurt and uh, like soft, th- thick things that help build up mucous membranes for potential like he- health, uh, I, what is it called? Like a barrier? Yeah. Like a, like a, like a stomach. Like a slimy. <laughs> yeah. A slimy. A, like just a nice, um, a nice coating. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, uh, I, uh, yeah. I didn't know any of this, to be honest. So, yeah, uh, that's very flagrant in my brain. It does make sense. You protect mm-hmm. your stomach before that. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. I, I mean, even when I was a bit younger and looking into uh, learning how to do anal, mm-hmm. like there's not much information about that. Not even like douching, like the douche part. Yeah, enema, no, yeah. Yeah, no fucking information about that. Oh, yeah, just stick it in. Okay, <laughs> but there's a way to do it, and if you don't do it right, it's it's just as bad, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, very rem- simple. <laughs> I remember I was doing um, so I did a, a medical anthropology degree at McGill, and we were like a bunch of us grad students were hanging out in the like student lounge basement or something where people had mm-hmm. been doing their work, and someone must have just finished research on sex guides because there was a shelf full and it had you know the the classic like good vibrations one and it had the you know all the just a bunch of different um uh sex manuals and everyone was like valerie just like go take them (laughs) you know no one wants these but you (laughs) and i picked up a book that changed my life called anal pleasure and health by dr jack morin i think it had the like blandest cover And I, because I was always interested in anal, but yeah, I didn't know anything about it. And I didn't really know like enough about the anatomy and the sort of like muscle control to to understand the ways to make that, uh, you know, 
work mm. the way I wanted it to. And I, <laughs> yeah. you know, so like reading this book and I was like, a world just opened up, uh, literally. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it's, I think it's, you know, thinking about sexual health information and like the information on how to do it and then the visual representations of it. Oh my God, this is such a good segue into the most recent work I've been doing, um, on, MasterCard and payment processors mm. and the degree of control that they now have or have mm. always had, but it's getting increasingly um, intense. What kind of control they have over what kinds of information we can access on the internet, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and while of course there's been these sex guides and things, um, ways to access information pre-internet, mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess I'm like, I keep telling people like download all the porn you want now, like save those books because the internet is not the <laughs> perfect um, repository and archive that we um, maybe want to think it is. Yeah. yeah. Because like with some of these, uh, these new policies, what's going to be available um, is uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not looking good for us. Uh, mm-hmm. For for I, I use the term pervert very, I, I own that word. So when I say like for us perverts, I, I claim that for me. I know not everyone's cool with that word, but mm-hmm. I'm, um, I'm cool with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But that, that triggered a little bit of my um, uh, nerdy techie side. Cause uh, I'm a very mm-hmm. uh, nerdy internet boy. So uh <laughs> It's something that passionate me very much and just uh, recently learning a little bit how the whole thing works together and how accessibility is uh, a little bit more uh, of an illusion than we think it is. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. very interesting. So, uh, yeah. And just having the topic about um, how much, uh, for example, I think it is uh, OmniFan that's trying so badly to remove access to any social worker working on the platform which is like one of the Se- sex highest... worker yes <laughs> and social, social workers worker? and... oh sorry uh... it is i do sometimes see people put sw and i'm like sex worker is my automatic and oh, then i yes. realize they mean social worker and oh, i'm like i mean it's it's kind of it's, it's kind of it, is yes sex yeah. work is fucking social work i'm gonna say yeah. it yeah so yeah uh, anyway just so to say that yeah that also is very scary because it is also a form of like uh silencing and you know a little bit what the instagram also is doing and twitter might as well do that at some point and uh so yeah that's something that interests me very much so the more you talk about it the more (laughs) like yes sure well yeah i could give a rundown of this uh of this research, if that's... Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, please. Cool. So, yeah, I um, just launched a, a survey in November uh, because, you know, there was in, uh, I think it was April, MasterCard announced that they were going to be passing new policy for adult content creation. So any yep. website that wanted to process payments using MasterCard uh, for adult content would have to adhere to this new policy. And of course, MasterCard and Visa, uh, you know, these uh, large credit card companies have always had policies for what they consider high risk businesses and adult content's always been one of those as well as, you know, cannabis and gambling and firearms like the, uh, you know, the kind of uh, high, what they consider high risk um, areas. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like it was brand new that MasterCard had 
specific rules for adult content that didn't apply to other kinds of content, but they got much stricter um, and much uh, kind of with much harsher um, uh, penalties. So essentially um, I was seeing people uh, talking about this on online. I of course saw that like all of us, the OnlyFans announcement that they were going to just cut adult content entirely and then they backpedaled. And, uh, and it came to light that, well, it was really because of pressure from credit card companies uh, that they, you know, with, with so much of content moderation, it can be easier, much easier to just wipe out all adult content than to try mm-hmm. and moderate to meet these increasingly nebulous demands, whether it's ones from credit cards or it's mm-hmm. FOSTA SESTA, which I don't know if you've talked about on the show before, but... Not um, this show. Yeah. yeah, so so that was a... a set of laws passed in 2017. Um, yeah, it was pretty recent, but the last three years have eaten weird time up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a lot, a lot longer ago than it yeah. actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially all of these laws that are supposedly about cracking down on trafficking and cracking down on um, CSAM or child sexual abuse material, cracking down on um, revenge porn or non-consensual mm-hmm. content, um, a lot of these policies that are supposedly aiming to do that cast such a wide net, I think very mm. intentionally. I don't think it's yes. a, an accidental net, uh, broad net that they're casting, but cast such a broad net that for platforms uh, to want to, who are trying to adhere to these uh, these guidelines, it's, it's just a lot easier to kick everything remotely sexual off than to try and mm-hmm. pick, it, pick it apart. So... Um, MasterCard announced these rules and a bunch of platforms started to scramble, hoping to be ready when they would come into effect on October 15th. And um, I was uh, camming at the time on a platform, which shall also remain unnamed. Uh, Undisclosed platform. <laughs> Undisclosed platform. Yes. <laughs> um, which uh, I've taken a hiatus from because now I'm just mad about the whole thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, And... Um, noticing that they were passing all of these new guidelines. For example, um, while I had already given them a photo of me and my passport next to my face and, you know, all of that stuff to confirm that I am who I am and that I'm well over 18. (laughs) 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 They now were introducing, okay, every time I logged in, I also had to get a face scan to prove that I am indeed the person saying I am logging in and, you know, okay, fine, Mm. let's do that. (laughs) That doesn't feel (laughs) frightening at all. No. Um, And I know there's other platforms that have introduced different kinds of AI um, and scans to to do this, a similar kind of identification verification. And then it would be like new terms of service where they would more explicitly state the the kinds of content that you weren't going to be allowed to produce if it was a clip or perform if it was a live show. And... um, and this is where the attack on kink becomes very uh, interesting is because, of course, and as I talk about in the in the Daily Beast op-ed, um, the safest way to not get flagged or banned is to just stick to the most basic, heteronormative, yeah. boring scripts that are just mm. vanilla, you know, like... I like sex. Oh boy. I can't wait to go over here to my heterosexual cis boyfriend. Me as a heterosexual cis woman. We love each other and we're just praying under God's 
sacred <laughs> to have great Christian things. <laughs> or at most, like, oh my God, I want that big dick of yours, but only, like, it's just like, only vaginally. <laughs> only vaginally, and heaven forbid, like, a fluid is seen anywhere, you know? <laughs> Um, so (laughs) even, even like there was this specific clause in the terms of service where it was like when and how you would be allowed to say daddy, you know, (laughs) it's like, it's okay if you say daddy and it's like, clearly like, "Mm, daddy, Mm -hmm. give me that big dick. But like, (laughs) if you so like, oh, daddy, you take good care of me. Oh, now we're getting a little too close to potentially age play or some kind of like incest thing. Like it was just, and you know, these, the, it just starts to become asinine, right? When you think yeah. about the 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 kind of <laughs> oh, daddy, I like your big dick in my mouth. <laughs> oh, daddy, with whom I have no relation and of the same age as me, that kind of daddy and that daddy only. Like, are you hard? I am. You know, like. <laughs> and so so I was hearing all of this anecdotal stuff from other people and I was experiencing these anecdotal things on my own and I thought wow it it would be really nice to have some numbers on this similar to when FOSTA-SESTA was passed and there was no one doing any kind of monitoring of the impact and then uh, Hacking Hustling did a really great report on it and there were some other like sex worker-led organizations that pushed for there to be some kind of uh you know, evaluation. Mm-hmm. Did this did this rule do what it was supposed to do? And and what was the collateral damage or the not so collateral, like the very intended damage, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, and now we've seen some reports coming out from FOSTA SESTA showing that it's just been a colossal failure, both from sex worker organizations and from government organizations have, you know, yeah. all pointed out how this didn't do what it was supposed to do. And mm-hmm. I thought we're gonna have to do the same uh yeah with this payment processor stuff. And there's been other reports. A few have actually come out, um, you know, very recently um, from uh, National Ugly Mugs in the UK did one. There was just a a clear, I'll find the links I can give to you. Um, They're all Mm -hmm. linked actually in in my report because they're background uh, literature that I I reference. But there's been quite a lot of focus on financial discrimination against sex workers specifically and sex businesses more broadly mm-hmm. um, recently. And so I wanted to try and do something specifically about the MasterCard data uh, or the MasterCard um, uh, policy, get some data from from what happened in the lead up and then the subsequent passage of that. And um, so I got 117 responses to the survey, which isn't an enormous sample, you know, but it's it's certainly something to work with. You know, it's a, it's a nice starting point to kind of get a sense of how have people been experiencing this? Um, how has it impacted their work? And I got mm-hmm. people from uh, pretty globally um, considering, like it's mostly folks in the States, but uh, but there's some, some UK, Western Europe, um, Australia, New Zealand, uh, one person from South Africa, you know, it was like, I got a little bit of, of, um, uh, geographic, uh, diversity. Play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, wanted to ask people really like, you know, what, what are you, what platforms are you using? What's happened? You know, have you been booted? Have you been flagged? Have you had content removed? Have you had, um, trouble getting, uh, you know, meeting these new, uh, criteria Mm -hmm. and what 
kind of content have you had to remove? That I was really curious about because I, I suspected, as many of us did, that kink would be hit hardest. And, um, uh, you know, what uh, and what kind of uh, content and what kinds of performers, you know, how were they impacted differently? So um, the the results are not uh, <laughs> they're 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 depressing, um, <laughs> you know. It's and and I was I'm so grateful to the people also that like really wrote a fair bit of text into the open ended questions just because it's like numbers are really great and and uh, uh, I wanted to try and have you know hard data percentiles mm-hmm. and things like that. But I'm also like I'm an anthropologist at heart, and so I love. Um, when people give like context and, and like a, in anthropology, <laughs> I've always joked that if you did an anthropology porn site, it would be called thick description. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is like an anthro, like, Oh, what, what is ethnography? It's a thick description because it's mm-hmm. like not just a surface description. It's like meaty, you know? So, <laughs> so, um, so when I finally start a porn site, it's going to be thick description. And uh, <laughs> um, so there's a lot of quotes from people that are really touching and just just attest to the absolute resilience and strength of sex workers. I mean, I have not been doing as much work uh, these last years because I was doing the PhD and like six months of being back on cam. And I was like, this is exhausting to like dance around all of these policies and, and yep. switch platforms constantly. And it's just... Mm-hmm. You know, anyone who says this is easy work is is so absolutely full of it. Um, but uh, it was exhausting ten years ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say it like it was. It, it like before it was like when I got into sort of like camming work, it was post the like big money time, right? So yeah. like I missed out on the like million dollar years and all that shit. I'm going to take a brief moment of your time to discuss our social media. If you would like to email us, it's subsegmentpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash subsegment. And Instagram at subsegmentpodcast. If you would like to check out our super sexy website made by our very own in-house good boy, please head on over to subsegmentpodcast.com and... As always, you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, as well as on Perth's number one online radio station, DRN1 United. Like when I got it, I was like, it was hard to pull. And like, statistically, it shouldn't have been like that hard. And so now to think about it in like, just like with the utter boom and like, you have like the, the, just the the sheer mass of people that are are and like then the algorithms involved in that and like the weird shit you got to think about that's involved in algorithms because you know they're created by people with like you know ideas uh <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah just like uh, more power to you for like getting back into it people have asked me like would you do it again i'm like maybe <laughs> and then i like think about like the production of that like uh, requirements i'm like maybe not <laughs> yeah yeah it's like <laughs> i remember on new year's they were like make sure you decorate your room and i'm like i am too old for the shit i put up one fairy light that's all you get like <laughs> 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 one string 
the the actual camming is so i mean i love i love camming i'll i'll always love it um yes in in moderation (laughs) but uh you know the part that was really upsetting to me with the passage of this stuff is is um the amount of policing of of clients that we have to do Mm -hmm. now um that you're expected to do because there's so many um things now that that are increasingly scrutinized and and so i'll get into a bit more like what did the mastercard thing actually entail so first it was like um i won't go through every single bullet point people can read the report if they want but some of the the... it will be linked everywhere yes Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) thank you um yeah it's like some of it was these really foolish and frightening redundancies in the record keeping so because sites are trying to or or MasterCard is, is trying to ensure that, you know, we have no uh, revenge porn and da, 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 da. Their response is not, okay, keep continuing to take the paperwork that you've always taken, people who produce porn, you know, who have always had to have consent forms and ID yes. and all of this stuff. Um, now, instead of the producer just having that, the, the platform has to have it. The platform, so the OnlyFans, the um, many vids, the whatever, the, the cam company mm-hmm. has to hold all of that information that extremely you know private sensitive information um so it's like getting new model releases specific to each platform and having those uploaded with the you know photos next to the face and and things like that but not only that um if the i say i had old content and i wanted to upload it to my new clips for Mm -hmm. sales store or whatever um if the id of the person had expired since i shot that I would have to go back, find that person and get their new ID as if they traveled back in time and were no longer over 18 <laughs> because oh like, and you know, some of the people that responded to the survey were just like, like, it's like if they were 18, when I shot it 10 years ago, they are still over 18 now. <laughs> like it's not like because the ID expired that they like went back into the womb. They Benjamin know? buttoned. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) So that's fine if you've, and I had a few producers reach out to me to get fresh ID because they had content like, I'm fucking old. There's stuff out there. (laughs) Like I've had a couple of passports since I first started shooting porn, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I had a few people reach out to me and luckily, you know, they had my contact and no problem and here's my new ID and, and off you go. But say you lost touch with someone, say it's an ex that you maybe don't want to deal with, say it's a, you know, whatever, someone that they consented, the the content is absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, um, above, board. Uh, above board, but you just, you know, for whatever reason might have difficulty getting back in touch or with that, that person. Or that person got out of porn and they just or don't want to deal with it. Or that person died, like yeah. people die too, you know, so like things like, like that <laughs> that's what happened with a lot of the vintage porn right like it, yeah. some of it's not ethical of course but like uh some of the stuff where it was it's like those people have died since and it's like there's there's no sort of like replacing it out or re uh, distributing hmm. so in a lot of places it's technically like illegal porn. yeah anyways hmm. continue yeah but it's so it's like you know that that kind of um redundancy that adds no level of protection right like i don't think if Again, this is like where we'll have to just see over time too what what happens um, with uh, you know as, as sort of data comes out about this. But it's um, the people that are adhering to the protocols 
we're already adhering to the protocols. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I think if someone is creating content that does not have consent, that does not have uh, adults, like they're not out here making sure they adhere to MasterCard's new policy. Like they're not on yeah, that yeah. platform. <laughs> like they're yeah. they're doing they're this in a different world. Yeah, exactly. So there was a lot of this stuff with the ID and like websites or platforms having to have different processes for people to flag content and it has to be able to like come down in a certain period of time and all that. And of like, of course, we all want to make sure that people can flag content. Revenge porn is, is shit. Yeah. Um, that's like, I mean, I hate calling it porn even. It's same with like, you know, I like to reserve the word porn for like consensually produced yeah. material, but revenge, uh, uh, assault <laughs> yeah honestly yeah <laughs> yes um so so there was things like that but then where it got really interesting is the types of activities that um are more okay. deeply scrutinized because often what happens is that whether it's payment processors or it's platforms themselves they'll use vague terms like obscene uh, and then everyone kind of interprets it um, mm. as they see fit. And I yes. don't know if you remember this irony, but I remember camming back in the old days yeah. when occasionally the boss would come and be like, oh, that thing you did, you can't do that. Yes. Or that thing in your profile, like you can't have that word there. You can't have that teddy bear in the background. Like technically you're in yes. a room right now. <laughs> You'd be in trouble for that guy. <laughs> right? And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what yes. Patrick Swayze piss monkey? What are you talking about? <laughs> is so that? Creepy. I wish the the listeners could know the horror that we are looking at right yeah. now. I will take a photo Tree and something. post a photo. <laughs> Patrick Swayze piss monkey. Yes. Dot yeah. com. Oh, <laughs> it's John Cody. <laughs> it's just a website. It's just his face. Oh, look, I, and I'm, then. Uh, I want to be the domain name now. I don't. I don't give a shit. And then, like, maybe there's a button, and like a little piss stream comes out, and you try oh, to hit. Yeah. Can you? Okay. Noodles. Can you write this? Yeah. Yes. I need Code to do a game. This now. <laughs> you have like sometime. Yeah, I have two yeah. weeks. I'll try yeah, to do something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. See now, if you wanted to charge for that, you're not going to be allowed to because. No. <laughs> Even if it's a cartoon. I mean, that's what's wild. I had some people report in the um, in the report that they had to remove animated content uh, because it had some of these things like fluid play. Oh, my like, God. Um, uh, let me I'll, I'm going to read you the, the top categories yeah. of the type yeah. of material that people had to remove. And now keep in mind, a lot oh. of this. Mm, May may I just guesstimate that? Oh, yeah. Uh, in the in the fluid play. uh, uh Semen is not considered a fluid in this. Sure isn't. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like when you go to the <laughs> airport and you're like, is this a fluid or is this like a, there's like toothpaste? Okay. Viscous? Like semen's just uh. like viscous enough. It's not a fluid. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Logic. Those are those uh, really like mm. wide net, very hyper specific qualities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Plus it fits in like a small jar, right? Whereas, yes. so yeah. if under you're under 100 mils, then you gotta. <laughs> Your semen is under a hundred milliliters. So your porn, your porn has to be appropriate to fit in your airport carry-on, and like that's <laughs> that's, how you know. that's how you know. That's how that's you how can you know. see. If it's like just a little bloop, you know. Mm -hmm. We're good. 
<laughs> the actually, yeah. Do you want to guess what what kinds of fetishes were the most? Um, yes. Uh, let's play a game. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna say four, and then noodles. You can say. F- or no, I'll let noodles go first because uh, it might be easier for him to not have oh. to like uh, skip some. Hmm. Maybe I would say the first one might be impact play, possibly because it's mm-hmm. the most common. I would say. Uh, second one, hmm, I don't know any uh, kind of domination, like mm-hmm. uh, harsh power exchange. And third one, hmm, maybe like the a uh, gag and blindfolding stuff because technically you could say it's not consensual because the person don't see or cannot talk Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's my three top okay okay i'm going to say uh well i kind of already said fluids so but like that's i feel like we already said that so i'm going to pick something else i'm going to say (laughs) (laughs) i heard i heard you uh check that not not on this list anymore uh um Okay, so fish hooking. Wait, what's that? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I just immediately thought of like those anal hooks. I don't know. I just oh, went yeah, there. Oh, yeah, that I used on you once? Yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I'll never forget. Never forget. <laughs> I, saw, I saw it in a video recently. And I was like, oh, people are still trying to use that stupid thing. <laughs> oh, we pioneered that work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so fish hooking. I'm going to say something stupid like um, choking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to say for shits and giggles, glory <laughs> holes. <laughs> Glory holes. Glory holes. Yeah. Well, I mean, not shits shit and giggles. <laughs> <laughs> shits and giggles. Yeah, at the same time. No. Well, no, as long as you're Shitting smiling, well, yeah. you can shit on anyone. Yeah. But if you're crying while you're taking that shit, it is not legal. <laughs> well, I mean, that is kind of like a thing. I mean, I'm sure you know, like doing BDSM content, yes. right? Like the, the change that happened no over time where it was like, yeah, you had to like you couldn't like cry, or like say um, any sort of negative word. Yeah, and it had to be like everyone's just smiling and happy to be here. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm not in pain. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite scenes ever in my life, you made me sob, and <laughs> but it was so good. Cathartic. Like it was so cathartic. It was it was like just it just speaks to such a like. Um, uh, narrow concept of like what pleasure and consent can look like, and it's so it's mm-hmm. yeah. So you're absolutely both right um, <laughs> on on a lot of these. So it didn't get quite so specific as far as like fish hooking or choking specifically, but the the top one um, that people mentioned was heavy BDSM, so impact play. I think that would include like uh, more intense domination. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that and um, CBT specifically mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah uh, no no therapy on camera you know um, <laughs> no cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy, therapy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> As, you okay, know so, <laughs> so my mom does cognitive behavioral therapy and so she's constantly telling me about all this CBT <laughs> and I'm oh just like <laughs> and one day I broke and I was like, mother, you know what I do. 
<laughs> I know what you do. Here's what your term means to me. And she fucking laughed. <laughs> when I explained what ATM means to me, to my mother, she was like, God damn it. Oh, I never, dear. like, she can't get money out anymore from a, from, <laughs> without just. It's, it's just ass to mouth money. Hearing me, like, <laughs> ass to mouth in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, mom. Um, like, Valerie, I just want to get some cash back, you know? <laughs> I just wanted a 20. <laughs> Look, I can't take it away. But, uh, but yeah, so heavy BDSM and, and CBT was uh, top. The second one, uh, like hypnosis fetish. Or like yeah. brainwash, or what some people might call mind fuck. Like this, this- we were talking with um, Gleeful Abandon about this, and yeah. she was saying that it's really fucking. It skirts the line of consent for a lot of people because, like, mm-hmm. the the trance like state is supposed to be like a, a space where you are no longer consenting, right? Right. <sighs> Whereas, like, when you think about the the content itself, a lot of times is like very um, kitsch. Like a very like spiral yes. eyes. It's like yes. you know. It's kind of like um, uh, that other website we, which shall remain yes. unnamed because I don't think it exists anymore. No, it, it most <laughs> certainly doesn't. But we we definitely did some dancing and definitely died. Oh yeah, there was a lot of. <laughs> um, oh yeah, noodles. I don't think we've t- I've told you about this story. Oh, oh my god! When you throw down that you've done light necro porn, it really confuses people. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was so silly, like it was so silly. It was cartoonishly silly. It was there was no way that you could ever imagine this was real in any fucking world. Yeah, of course. It felt like the Peter Pan cardboard movie. (laughs) (laughs) It was like just a room with a black curtain, and it was like there's a house plant in a pot. We're like, we're in the jungle now. Like, (laughs) yes. And Ooh, I've been stabbed. Ooh, I've been stabbed, and now I'm dying in ecstasy. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, there was a lot of a lot of like shoulder dancing. Just a lot of I don't want to hit my mic, but yeah, a lot of um, a lot of oily um squirming. Honestly, yes, fucking funny. So, but like that would be, you know, it, I feel like a lot of hypnosis stuff. Uh, yes, is has a very similar vibe where mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's using a lot of like playful imagery. It's very silly, and it's also performed by like usually a single person who's often not even naked, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's um, or one person that said they had to take down a video where they pretend to hypnotize themselves, right? <laughs> because that's because it's and it's getting flagged as non consensual, quote unquote, non consensual behavior. Right, like it's just such a twisting of like what consent actually means as yes. a as a notion. It, I I feel like sometimes they're trying to like because you know you get this sort of like push wave for like an education to younger generations of people of what consent means, and then you get the like sort of uppity people who are like, well, fine, we'll just do all of it then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to hear consent? Everything needs consent. This is consent, and it and it drowns out what consent actually is, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So well, it's it, when you when you have a, a condition on what people are allowed to consent to. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what is considered consentable. Yes. And that there's these things that, you know, for a lot of people, they just cannot imagine wanting to do that. And therefore, if you say you've consented to it, they 
will just simply not believe you. They will say you have been duped, you have been brainwashed, <laughs> you have been hypnotized. Um, you've been hypnotized into consenting to hypnosis. You know, like it's just like it's a spiralized situation. It's a loophole, right? Like false consciousness kind of thing, or you know. Well, then, do you just argue bet right back? Are you sure you're not hypnotized into thinking this is wrong? Right? <laughs> How do you know? You are currently under the effect of sexy hypnosis. Like, <laughs> so that was the second most common. The third most common kind of content people had to pull was like what people will often call intox now. So, oh. like, whether or not there is actual intoxication taking place, like, usually it's implied or it's like, you know, there was another, there was one person that mentioned like a glass of wine was in the scene. Yeah. Wow. And like, like it was like a because vampire stuff was very commonly taken down too. Like any vampire themes, like, like big wood. fake plastic teeth and like mm -hmm. ooh, and I have like my goblet of wine and a cloak, you know, and like <laughs> that that stuff had to come down because there's wine visible, you know, which um, yeah, the yeah, that's we're we're all gonna get like vampire porn now. That's sad. It's, you're gonna have to Hello listeners, um, as you may notice, this is a very special episode with two parts, which is why uh, we kind of cut in the middle of it. Uh, next week we're gonna have the rest of it, uh, and it's very interesting. Uh, all the links to the article and the research that Dr. Weber did is gonna be in the description of the episode, so I suggest strongly that yeah, you go read it. Um, so we're gonna see you next week with the continuation of this interview. Bye!